Street. Unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport, even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tailgate function with the corny aside, just walk from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Rockin the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knockin them down. Baby says she want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 278 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden here. We got 11 Padres free agent starting pitcher options that I want to go through today. Uh, Probably a shorter episode, maybe kind of like yesterday, maybe even shorter than yesterday's where we talked about Nick Martinez. Just going through some names, uh, what MLB trade rumors projected their contracts to get in the market, if they fit with the Padres. Um, I think this is a good topic today. Uh, Saturday, November 12th. Don't know what's ahead today in the baseball world, if it's going to be a loud or uh, a a newsworthy or a big news baseball day. Maybe not, but it's free agency time. So let's go over some options before these guys start coming off the board here. We know that the Padres... They need a four and five starter right now. Top three in the rotation, Musgrove, you got Snell, you got Darvish, not in that order. But you got those three. You have Musgrove locked in for five years. But Darvish and Snell, they are free agents after 2023. So maybe the Padres want these four or five starters to get multi-year deals. So they're at least guaranteed to be in the rotation in 2024. Uh, and maybe even beyond that. We know that Nick Martinez is a name. I expect Nick Martinez to be either the four or the five starter to start the season. I I think that they will get a deal done with him. According to Dennis Lynn of The Athletic, he's said that the Padres and Nick Martinez continue to negotiate that the player option thing, he declined that, or he opted out of the contract. He would have got six and a half million this year. He opted out of that just based on timing. He had to at 2 p.m. on Thursday. Um, Just a timing thing. They're continuing to talk, so that's good news. I I don't have any reason to to believe that they won't reach an agreement. Yesterday, I floated out. If you missed it, I encourage you to go listen or watch that back. But yesterday, I was talking about what a Nick Martinez contract might look like, and I said... "Eh, Three years, maybe $30 million, so $10 million a year. I think that's fair. That gets Martinez at a higher average annual value, average annual salary than Robert Suarez, which is $9.2 million. Um, gives him a few years. It's the same amount of years that he would have been, I believe, under the current contract that he was in. Um, so I think that's fair. I think you could see something like that. The Padres and Martinez come to an agreement there like that. So if they do, then maybe the Potters are just looking for a five-starter. And they'll leave the six-starter and depth options to, like, Jay Groom. Um, Morahone, probably not, but, like, Reese Kinnear. Or maybe they find something. Ruben Niebla works with Ryan Weathers this offseason, who just got married, by the way. Congrats to him. Maybe they find something there, and those are some six-starter options. Uh So I I think that the Padres are mainly going to be looking for either a four or a five starter. So if they're going to go multi-year, multi-year deal, 
you would think they're going to sign one guy. But if they want to get depth and kind of like last year, how they had Gore and Martinez and Clevenger and Manaya as those back end rotation options, um, then they'll go maybe one year, right? Just get a, bring in a few guys on one year deals and they're cheap contracts, bring them in as just extra arms and you see where it goes from there. Uh, but without further ado, here are 11 names. DeGrom, that's a dream. That's not one of the 11. Justin Verlander, that's a dream. That's not one of the 11 names. Uh, I think Verlander is probably just going to go back to the Astros on a multi-year deal. DeGrom, I, I think that he'll just go back to the Mets as well. Steve Cohen, he's willing to spend any amount of money on any one. We saw that with Edwin Diaz with $100 million that he got $102 million over five years. I expect Cohen to go all out to bring Jacob DeGrom back. Those are dreams. I don't think those are happening. Uh, but the first name I'm going to bring up is Kodai Senga. Now, Kodai Senga, he is not from the United States, obviously. He is. He was pitching in, I believe, the Nippon Professional Baseball League in Japan. and. MLB Trade Rumors has Senga getting five years, $75 million. So a 15-year uh, AAV, which I, I think is, that is reasonable. A guy that could be a three-starter for some teams, a four-starter for contending teams like the Padres. 15 a year, he has an upper 90s fastball, a 194 ERA last year, or maybe it was this year, his, his last season. Uh, he will be 30 years old in January, so this is still his prime. Um, he has like a U Darvish type delivery. I assume Darvish is one of his favorite players or one of the guys that he looks up to. And the Padres have had success in bringing in those guys like Hassan Kim, and they have Darvish on the team. You know, guys that aren't, you know, Suarez, another guy. Martinez, I think, pitched there too. Um, they have success bringing those guys to the Padres. So I think Senga's a fit. I just think the the question is, okay, how much money is he going to get in the contract? Is a team like the Cubs going to go in and overpay for Senga like they did with, say, Suzuki? Remember, we had those conversations last year where the Padres were interested in Suzuki, but they weren't going to pay as much as the Cubs paid for Suzuki. I think Suzuki got like five years, 85 million or something. The Padres weren't going to do that. And for 2022, the reason, or the guy that they got, the left fielder, Profar, they didn't get him. They just had him. Their choice there ended up working out. Um, so I think if the Padres, I think they'd be willing to do five for 75. If it's something more than that, if it's something ridiculous, you know, term, a ridiculous contract or the AAV is ridiculous, I just don't see them doing that. But there's going to be a lot of competition for him. Uh, I think I just saw John Morosi tweet a few minutes ago that the Cubs are interested, the Dodgers, Rangers, I, I, I assume the Mariners will be in there, maybe the Yankees, the Mets maybe. Um, I'm just throwing out names now, but. The Dodgers, the Cubs, I think those are a couple names that have been interested. Maybe the Angels, but they they should probably be interested or focused on Otani. Uh, 
But so my point is there's going to be a lot of competition for Senga. I don't really expect him to land with the Padres, but that's definitely an option. Uh, another guy, Jamison Tyone, mid-90s fastball. He was with the Yankees last year. MLB Trade Rumors has him at four years, $56 million, so $14 million a year. This guy, his worst ERA ever was 4-4-4. So he makes his starts. He doesn't have, you know, terrible seasons. And, you know, I, I talked about earlier with Joe Musgrove locking him up. That was big. And you have Snell and Darvish as free agents. Like, to have this guy as a potential three-starter in 2024, if Darvish or Snell walks, uh, I think that's appealing. Um, this is a guy that I wouldn't overpay, but I'd lump Tyone and Taiwan Walker into the same kind of thing. Four-year deal, I think that would be nice. Three years maybe, but it's probably going to take four, $13, $14 million a year. For Taiwan Walker, Emily Trade Rumors has him getting $52 million in total, 13 a year, four-year deal. Uh, both guys, I mean, they, when they're on the mound, they don't have terrible seasons. Taiwan Walker had 150 plus innings, uh, in the last two years, each of the last two years, he was an all-star in 2021. Tyone and Walker, those guys, uh, Walker's with the Mets, by the way, Tyone with the Yankees, obviously those two guys are, those seem like really good four starters this year and really good three starters for years to come maybe even two starters based on the way they like the way they pitch might not be the number two starter, like in the rotation, but number two starter caliber. Um, I think the question is who, who pays for those guys who maybe they get overpaid. Uh, Scott Boris is Taiwan Walker's agent and he was already playing Taiwan Walker up, you know, boost trying to boost up his value and uh you know who's willing tie pay um for walker you know, all the jokes he had at the the gm meetings this week i think there's going to be a strong market for both guys probably a stronger market for walker over tyone i don't know i, I don't follow the yankees like every day i don't know how much they want to keep him tyone that is but i see walker and and uh, Tyone is fits for the Padres. Uh, I just don't know if the Padres are willing to give them four years, not both, but one of them. I don't know if they're willing to give them four years uh, at $60 million, $55 million. Maybe if they have to overpay, I don't know if they want to do that. Um, so there's, we've gone through three. Another guy, Andrew Heaney. Um, he pitched for the Dodgers, obviously. In 2022, he, I mean, I don't know if it's a Dodger magic or Dodger whatever, but I mean, him and Tyler Anderson had really good years for the Dodgers. Um, Haney, yeah, it was only 72 and two thirds innings in 2022, um, but he had a good ERA. He had a 5.83 ERA, though, in his last full year of starts, where you know, he had a full year of starts with the team. That's not great. So MLB Trade Rumors has him at three years, $42 million, $14 million a year. If I were the Padres, I would be hesitant to give him three years, $14 million a year. I was thinking Haney more of a 
a two-year guy or a one-year with uh, a club option. I think his market, he'll be more in demand than that. So based on what I would want from Haney or what I'd offer him, I think he would go elsewhere. He wouldn't take that offer. But I think the Padres should show some interest in him based on the year he had last year. But this is not a guy that I would give three, definitely not four years for, uh, based on the years before this past season. Um, Ross Stripling is another guy. He's like a Nick Martinez. He was Toronto's Nick Martinez. Uh, He started, he pitched out of the bullpen. MLB trade rumors had him, or have him, getting two years, $18 million, $9 million a year, obviously. If the Padres don't get Nick Martinez, maybe they pivot to Stripling. I see both guys getting around the same AAV. Uh, Both guys do the same thing. They're both very valuable to their teams. So if the Padres don't get Martinez, they could pivot there. But it's also like, well, if they don't get Martinez, Stripling and Martinez probably have the same, about the same market, same value. So not getting Martinez probably tells you that the Padres didn't want to give him as much money as Martinez wanted. So if Stripling's going to get that same amount of money, why would they be willing to give that to Stripling and not Martinez? So for me, Stripling is an appealing option. Maybe if the market isn't as good as we think it might be for him, but I think Nick Martinez is the guy you go get, obviously. Um, Stripling, he's another guy out there. He's another valuable arm out there on the market. Uh, Jose Quintana, MLB Trade Rumors has him getting two years, $24 million, $12 million a year. He pitched for the Cardinals last year. I think he started with the Pirates. He has 30-plus game, uh, thirty plus starts in eight of his last nine full seasons. So you want a four or a five starter, a guy that you can depend on, that will be healthy and give you starts every fifth day, this is the guy. Um, So I I would be very interested in Jose Quintana coming to the Padres as like a five starter um, or maybe a four starter. If they don't get Martinez, you want to give Quintana 10 10 million a year uh, or this guy, I mean, Trade Rumors has 12 million a year. Maybe I'd be willing to do that. Uh, but a guy that is going to give you starts, this is him. So I think Quintana is definitely an appealing option. If you're the Padres, if you miss out on Martinez, definitely. Um, the Padres, they need someone to be healthy. Clevenger last year in 2022, he was you know, battling with that knee injury all year. Uh, Shamanaya, yeah, he was healthy, but... I believe he dealt with some dead arm during the year. I'm not saying Quintana wouldn't deal with that, uh, but he just, it seemed like he was healthy at the end of the year. He just didn't have it. Um, Quintana, I think, is a better option than Manio and Clevenger as a five starter, but maybe another team wants him as their three starter and they see how durable he has been. And so they'll just give him that. The Padres, they can't offer that. So we'll see. Noah Syndergaard, another option. He's not Thor like he used to be with the Mets. Uh, He averaged 94, around 94, 95 miles per hour on his fastball in 2022. Um, I think you could give him a one-year deal club option for the next two years, see how he does in 2022 as a starter. Uh, 
and what happens there. MLB trade rumors has him getting three years at $12 million a year. So three years, $36 million in total. I would not do that if I were the Padres. Um, a guy that his velocity is going down on the fastball. Um, maybe he could develop secondary pitches. But I want this guy making starts every year. I, I, I want a guy that has... You know, his, his main thing, right, what he was known for was that fastball. And so when that's taken away, that just gives me some hesitation for the if I were the Padres in bringing Syndergaard in, definitely on a multi-year deal. I'm in, I'm interested in a one-year deal for him, but I, I don't think that he is going to get a one only a one-year deal from someone. I think there's going to be a team that's going to be like, oh, we can bring in Noah Syndergaard. That's a name. Let's bring him in, give him multiple years, and he'll go to that team. Uh, if he wants to be on a contender, though, I mean, he could go back to the Phillies, but maybe he goes to the Padres one year, uh, has a good buyout. I don't know. I, I wouldn't give Syndergaard the player option. I, I think you'd want the club. I think the Padres would want to control what happens with Syndergaard after 2023 if they do bring him in. Uh, Michael Walker. MLB Trade Rumors has him getting two years, $16 million, $8 million a year. He's played his career on a few one-year deals. So that tells me, like, other teams, they're willing to give him one year. They're, they don't want to give him multiple years. Maybe a team gives him multiple years now. I mean, he finished pretty good with the Cardinals, I believe, in 2022. But um, why were teams only willing to give him one year? Because he's dealt with issues some injuries he dealt with shoulder issues last year in 2022 this is another guy i'd give one year to like there's a lot of names on here that i'm intrigued by that i i think if i were the padres i would definitely call their agent but i, I wouldn't want to give them more than two years or some more than one year waka maybe i'd give him two years eight million a year uh that's not too bad um, he, I, I believe he's, he doesn't walk too many guys, but I, I don't believe he has a high ground ball rate either, which could be good because at Petco, it's hard to hit home runs. So maybe it's a lot of flyouts. I'd be willing to give him a two-year deal, uh, because he has pitched out of the bullpen too, but we also just got to pay attention to what other teams have given him in the past and this guy he has dealt with some injuries Corey Kluber another guy that's dealt with some injuries he had 31 starts in 2022 he averaged five plus innings in those starts uh, I would I'm very interested in Kluber I would give him a one-year deal I'd be willing to give him 10 plus million on a one-year deal uh, he's not the Corey Kluber that he used to be with Cleveland I understand that but he stayed healthy last year. Um, I know that he dealt with injuries in the three years before last year, but he, he found something last year. And most Padres starters were able to stay healthy with Ruben Niebla. And so Kluber working with Niebla, remember Niebla was with the Cleveland organization, so there's familiarity there. Maybe they can find something and continue Kluber staying healthy in 2023. I'd be interested in bringing Kluber in on a one-year deal to be a five-starter. Um, 
3% walk rate in 2022. Very encouraged by that. Uh, he is throwing strikes, pounding the strike zone. Love to see that. So I'm interested in Corey Kluber. Michael Lorenzen, another guy. Uh, Fangrass value in 2022, he was worth $8.3 million. I, I don't know if I would give him that much. He has dealt with injuries as well. It is a risk. Right shoulder strain in 2022. But he has started. He has relieved. I think he's a lesser Nick Martinez. He is someone who, you know, when you look at him, he's jacked. Looks like he takes care of himself. But the injuries are there. Um, When he is starting, it it doesn't, his numbers don't blow me away when I was looking at him. Uh, I think it was yesterday when I was looking at his numbers. They, They just don't, they don't blow me away. But as a, as a, six starter option or a reliever option. I know these are starting pitcher options, but starter reliever hybrid there. I would be interested in bringing him in on a one-year deal. If he wants to be with the contender, I would not overpay on that one-year deal though for Lorenzen. Uh, he did go to my mom's college, Cal state Fullerton though. So I wanted to put him in there. Uh, Trevor Williams. He is my last guy. Stephen Woods on Ben and Woods this week. He mentioned the Padres being interested in Trevor Williams, so I wanted to include him on this list here. Uh, his fan grass value in 2022 was five million. I'd be willing to give him maybe that or maybe even less than that to come in and be a five starter at best uh, as one of the probably the last resort options or if they're really trying to stay around that $25 million in spending this offseason, you can bring Williams in to be a cheap starting pitcher option. I don't think there's going to be a huge market for him, like in terms of him getting a one-year deal on a high AAV. Um, when he does have a chance to pitch, when he's had one last year, he was with Syracuse with the Mets, their AAA team, and then he was brought up. Uh, I think he was pretty much filling in for DeGrom, if I remember correctly, in their rotation. When he's actually in the rotation, the three years that he was, I think it was it, that was with Pittsburgh. He was he went to Grossmont High School. He was teammates with Musgrove in Pittsburgh. He had 140-plus innings from 2017 to 2019. I know we're going into 2023 that season so that that was a long way that was a long time ago but if you give him a chance to pitch i think he would be all in his hometown team um five starter or maybe it's a minor league invite to spring training and they'll say we'll give you a chance to be the five starter um and you put him in el paso to start the year or you make him the five starter and you bring in some other guys on minor league deals and put them in El Paso. I don't think that's, I don't think Trevor Williams is like their first option, but I think he's definitely a depth option, a guy. I don't know if you put him in the bullpen, but an El Paso guy or a guy to come in on a one-year deal and fight for that back-end rotation spot. So those are some options. Feel free to let me know on social media at Talking Friars what you think what some other names you're interested in are. Uh, Again, DeGrom and Verlander, I don't think those are options. Those are dreams. Padres, I guess, expressed interest in DeGrom, but every team is interested in having 
one of the best pitchers in baseball on their team, right? So we'll see what happens with Nick Martinez. Uh, but Kodai Senga, Jameson Tyone, Taiwan Walker, Andrew Heaney, Ross Stripling, Jose Quintana, Noah Syndergaard, Michael Walker, Corey Kluber, Michael Lorenzen, and Trevor Williams are my 11 names that I named just there for you guys. This episode was brought to you by Gaglion Bros Famous Cheesesteaks and Garlic Fries. GaglionBros.com is the website. Great cheesesteaks, fries, cheese fries. I definitely recommend that you check them out if you have not already. Their main location is on Friars Road, and they're also in Snapdragon Stadium. So if you're there going to the San Jose State Aztecs game tonight, you can go uh, and get Gaglion's there and inside Petco Park during the Padres season. So go check them out. Great episode today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Ben Fadden signing off here. Enjoy your Saturday. Lots of college football today. Aztecs got a win on the court last night against BYU, so that was great to see. 19th ranked team in the country. They are 2-0. San Diego Sports, it's in a good spot. Um, More episodes to come. Thank you so much for tuning in, and have a good one. Go Pods.